welcome everyone to another episode of Book to the Library. If you enjoy hearing me review books, don't forget to click follow and turn on your notifications. For any questions and queries, you can reach the podcast at bookittothelibrarypod at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Book It to the Library. And we are finally black with uh, another Harry Potter discussion. It's been a long time. And uh, yeah, hi Gayatri, how are you doing? I'm doing great. That's good, that's good. I think it's it's the end of this book, so we'll get into the last three chapters of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, chapter 15, 16, and 17. Uh, so yeah, let's start with chapter 15, The Forbidden Forest. Yeah, I think uh, I think why we decided to do it this way, right? Chapter 15, 16, 17, because uh, I think 13 and 14 were just like uh, leading up to this, right? So yeah, uh, we decided to do the last three is like the conclusion of this book. I think it makes sense. Mm. Uh, chapter 14, we left off uh, with McGonagall uh, like catching the trio, right? After they came down. Mm. So, uh, I think takes... these three chapters are the ones they get uh, in the most trouble they've they've ever been, like losing the points or whatever it is. Like these three chapters are the most hardest for these kids. Yeah, definitely. They go through a lot in this. I mean, uh, it's not like in the span of like three days. It takes like a lot of time because I think chapter fifteen. Uh, after chapter fifteen. Uh, there's a lot yeah, they of write time. exams, yeah. Yeah, so after the exams exam, finish, yeah. hmm. then uh, chapter 17. So after that, hmm. yeah, okay. So yeah, so McGonagall takes away 50 points each. I mean, like, <gasps> each, that's a lot. <laughs> Cast. <laughs> I think this is the first time where uh, in the school, like, everyone hates Harry like, from his house. Mm. This is the first time Harry has gotten hate. So I think that's a new experience yeah. for him. Uh, I think like here I have a question. Uh, like if Snape was in his uh, in McGonagall's place and yeah. Harry was Draco, would Snape uh, do the same thing? Like, uh, you know, righteously just cut off the marks from his own team? No, definitely not. I don't think so. Because uh, I think Snape's uh, attitude is... Uh, I mean, I guess if... Uh, if Harry wasn't part of the equation, like if Harry never existed, so hmm. uh, Snape might not have that hate towards him. So maybe he might be a different person if Harry wasn't there. So yeah. So I guess that's. And, uh, do you think Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw, uh, you know, teachers would have done the same thing? Uh, yeah. They would have. Because, yeah, they would have. Yeah. Because Hufflepuff's uh, motive is like kindness. So. Uh, when here the the teacher thinks that they weren't being kind enough to Draco, you know, by cooking up some stories and sending up to in the astronomy tower, like it, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous place. Yeah. So I think that would not be kind, and Hufflepuff would have loosened marks. But what about Ravenclaw? I'm not sure. Ravenclaw, I guess Professor Flitwick wouldn't be so harsh on them for me because his character. But there is are not two like ways things over here. See, uh, Ravenclaw is, you know, uh, for how wise people are, then mm. see, Ravenclaw is made up of wise people. So in the first place, they wouldn't have gone up the astronomy tower if they were wise enough. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
yeah and uh, here there are two wise decisions like first one is you know keep it under the wraps and you know uh, maintain the house score or punish them both see both are the wise choices for a teacher what should professor fitpat do yeah yeah i mean uh, i think mcdonald is right uh, in taking away points i mean but maybe not as much points as she did take away like 50 each maybe yeah. a little less but she was right okay so yeah what was your like uh, opinion on the punishment that uh, mcgonagall gave the kids the punishment was valid but not a harsh one because that was some innocent prank yeah see if she really knew that they were you know trading dragons or you know exporting dragons yeah they should have you know have gotten such a fierce punishment but since megonical doesn't know the truth and she just thought it was just a silly prank she shouldn't have reacted the way she did uh yeah i guess that's true yeah she shouldn't have reacted like that but um for me in some way it's justified but uh <laughs> not that much you know like uh, like going into the forest at night and especially with like hmm. not much protection like they have hagrid yeah. but uh, they don't have that much protection so yeah it's not justified hmm. in that way that's true yeah and i think she is just cranky at that time because you know it was middle of the night she was you know she had to be awake for them in the meantime she should have been slept asleep you know had a nice dream or something <laughs> maybe yeah. but you know they actually had to be woken up in the middle of night and you know take care of school business and that too harry and hermione's yeah yes yeah. I, i yeah i would have beaten up to death beaten them to death but yeah <laughs> that is just my truth <laughs> i mean everyone has their own opinions so uh, i guess yeah. um, i think it just uh, depends upon how important her sleep is to her <laughs> maybe yeah i think uh, for her like uh, like harry hermione and ron like she expects more of them right like when a teacher expects mm. more of you because like uh, uh, she expects harry to be like uh, good at like at least kind and uh, respectful of the school rules and everything but she doesn't know him yeah. so mm. so they did something that uh, goes against her perception of them so that's why she's so mm. angry that i guess that makes sense yeah. yeah okay so yeah they travel into the forest and um, they see the centaurs and everything and one of the centaurs says something mm. like uh, bane was it i think bane says something mars is bright tonight so there's a lot of references to mythology in this also like uh, from mm. that one sentence okay yeah so every time i every time i reference mythology everyone take a shot <laughs> take a shot of water keep hydrated <laughs> so centaurs is uh, they're from greek mythology so they are like half horse and half man and uh, i think for me the the meaning of mars is bright tonight is like um, mars is the roman god of war so um, mm, yeah so they're signifying that war is coming in normal astrology i think mars also signifies power and trouble at the same time yeah yeah because of that relation to the roman myths i think they signify yeah. yeah that's that's cool because if you go back uh, if you read the whole series and now go back 
and uh, look at these words right uh, you knew that uh, mm. she had it planned she had some sort of plan for mm. like uh, the later books and yeah uh, harry sees uh, voldemort in the forest and mm. uh, I, i don't understand this is is that a part of voldemort's soul or because voldemort is with quirrell right or was yeah. that i think there was i think quirrell was there i guess it it might have been quirrell right yeah hmm because uh, he can't exist they were just without... too confused ah oh. yeah they, they are just kept right they didn't know that you know two heads can exist so they auto- the, the head that was visible to them they thought yeah it was voldemort yeah i mean he had that whole cloak thing going so you couldn't see his face that much like uh, yeah the long cloak and everything okay so let's move on to chapter 16 i think chapter this 15 chapter was not much but uh, it was uh, i think there was a lot of information mm. in chapter 15 like mm. we got to know a lot of stuff like voldemort might come back so that setting up mm. like the sequel books and everything okay so chapter 16 through the trap door mm. and uh, yeah so this is the part this is the climax of the book basically so these two chapters are just yeah, yeah it, i think in the in the start uh, i find i found one thing interesting that their exams mm. are coming up right so the mm. teachers are making them practice uh, things like professor flitwick flitwick is asking them to come in and do like make pineapple stab dance across a desk so that's what he's making ah. them do. and i think uh, here the jk is like signifying like the education system like in general the mm. even if you're wizards sometimes educations mm. education is not that necessary like whatever you learn mm. in school is not that necessary mm. like uh, you, w- what real world application could uh, you have the wizards have like making a pineapple tap dance you know <laughs> So I think that's not what Fitwell uh, wanted to do you know um, he just wanted them to learn to control things okay see normally at the time of revision what happens is that things become very tedious and monotonous so i kids won't pay attention like i see fitwick in a very uh, different shade i think he is just trying to incorporate fun so that they learn something from it too now they learned how to control a pineapple tomorrow they learn how to control small creatures you know they can build their army see even if it is pineapple if they could make them tap dance they can also create an army of pineapples which can be you know, used in <laughs> a time of need <laughs> yeah uh, that's true and if mean, you can make them tap dance you can also make them use a sword yeah that's true i guess whatever they're teaching now is just like the basics so hmm. build on those basics yeah that makes sense makes sense yeah harry is also seeing voldemort in his dreams now like cloaked figure hmm. poor boy nightmares <laughs> i think is is this because voldemort is gaining back his powers like you know he's able to uh, come into harry's dreams and control his subconscious i think this is the first time they're meeting like face to face so uh hmm. so i guess that triggered something because harry's uh, uh, voldemort soul is still in harry you know so hmm yeah like yeah. He, he couldn't do any like you know uh, voldemort was starting to gain a little a few powers like you know by drinking the unicorn's blood and all 
so you know harry's dreams were never random in all the seven books harry's dream meant trouble yeah harry's dream was always controlled by voldemort and voldemort showed him what he wanted harry to see yeah so, so because his gaining powers he gained the power to control harry's dream too like am i right here i mean i don't think uh, here he is i don't think voldemort is controlling uh, harry's dreams here because i'm not sure if he knows his connection to harry yet right this is just like the first book so i guess uh in like the fifth mm. book i guess fourth or fifth book he knows his connection like he knows that uh, yeah. part of his soul is in harry so i think mm. i guess then he starts controlling his dreams so i guess now these are just random okay. dreams yeah yeah that makes sense too yeah in the last recording we said that uh, i think we said it wasn't quirrell who met hagger in the bar but i guess they confirm it was here yeah they oh. say the uh, harry asks like hagger like who was the guy who gave you the dragon egg mm. like, and hagger is like no he was like just cloaked and i couldn't see his face but then harry comes to the conclusion yeah. that it must have been either snape or voldemort so uh mm. i guess it is quirrell because it can't be snape so yeah it mm. makes sense i guess yeah and uh, i think it's the same cloaked figure harry saw in the forest so i guess it's the same one that hagrid uh, yeah it is quirrell yeah yeah one more thing i found interesting is Uh, Harry meets like mm. uh, McGonagall, right? He's he was trying to tell yeah. Dumbledore that uh, like um, uh, Snape's trying to go through the uh, trapdoor, and uh, yeah, like his guts should be appreciated. Yes, he goes straight up to McGonagall, looks her straight into the eye, and says, "It's secret. I can't tell you." Like, oh God, <laughs> I I just want to I just want to do this with one of my professors now. I this is on my to do list now. <laughs> yeah his his guts are admirable that's for sure so for me what i found interesting is he he doesn't bring up voldemort at all like he the first thing that mm. comes to his mind is snape and uh, yeah <laughs> it's like how stubborn are you man it's not snape it's voldemort <laughs> uh, yeah the next thing i found um, cool is like neville neville is standing up to you know the one of the coolest you know most popular boy hmm. the most you know um, a boy with the most le- uh, lineage and heritage and the girl who is super powerful and um, the best wizard of the year like he alone stand up stands up to all three of them and just says no i think yeah. that is what a true gryffindor does you know uh, not caring who the opponent is if you are right you are right that's it yeah that's true And I guess uh, I think uh, Dumbledore also says this something while well, he's giving them points at the end, right? He's like, it's uh-huh. uh, it takes more courage to stand up to your friends than your enemies, and that's yeah, that's true, right? Because uh, friends are yeah. different. You know them in a way that uh, you don't know your enemies. Like if you if you have a bully in school, right? It's easy to stand up to uh, mm. him or her because they you don't know them well and you don't have that connection, so. Mm. So I guess Neville is brave, braver than most people in this case. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they go down through the trap door after that. After they, after they incapacitate Neville. Did you did you see that meme where? Uh, not a meme. Like uh, it's a video where they replaced a 
uh, all the wands, all the spells they do in Harry Potter with guns. And uh, in, in that in the movie scene, right, Hermione just pulls out a gun and shoots Neville. <laughs> it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Instead of her pointing a wand at him, it's like it's just a gun. <laughs> that would be so cool. I'll just watch it after this recording. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my. That's the first that's, thing I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, they go down the yeah. trap door, and uh, mm. yeah, Harry uses the flute to make sure that Fluffy is mm. sleeping. Yeah, and they fall down the chute, right? And they, uh, I think this was done differently in the movie. Uh, in the movie, they use light, and uh, here they use fire. So it's two different. Yeah, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and this the one funny, the funniest line of this whole book is that Kamani says, "There's no wood." <laughs> It's like, mm. aren't you a witch? <laughs> like, oh, okay. And uh, it's funny that Harry suggests like using fire. It's like not Hermione. Harry yeah. suggests the the fire. That's that shows his like uh, smartness too. He has the smarts. Mm. I think he's like uh, he's good under pressure. Like if you put him in a situation where he needs to perform, he will perform. That's why he's like a good seeker. So, yeah. And yeah, okay. So that was an interesting thing, the, like the the plant stuff. But after that, I found it to be a little boring. Like after they go, like the keys and everything. I don't, I don't think mm. she needed to introduce that much into this, like the keys and the chess game, because there was a lot of description mm. of that. It's like we don't need to see the description of chess. Just get on with it. <laughs> Yeah. Me. Hmm. And uh, I think you need to understand chess well to I think appreciate this chapter. Yeah, and I know chess, but I was like, I was still confused. Like, what is this? <laughs> I don't play chess like the uh, wizards play chess. So please get on with the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was done better in the book uh, movies. I I guess this scene. Uh, it's mm. not that prolonged and. They don't have those the portion part. They just have the keys and the chess game. That's it. So that was fine. Mm. I think um, I think we can move on to chapter seventeen now. Yeah, I mean, I was going to move on just now. If you had anything to add, you can. Chapter sixteen. Yeah, like nothing. I don't know chess, and yeah, even I found this chapter still boring. But yeah, not not <laughs> boring. Yeah, half of the chapter was. It's a really long chapter. That's that's a that's a weird mm. thing. But half of the chapter was just there in school, and uh, Harry's worried about like uh, whatever the philosopher's mm. stone. So yeah, I guess yeah. I guess she could have made it uh, chapter seventeen a little bit of the through the trap door. She could have taken some points from that. But it's fine. Okay, so Harry goes through the fire in chapter seventeen. The man with two faces. Dun, dun, dun. It's cool. Cool. <laughs> I mean, it was easy. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the kids were more disappointed, uh, like uh, finding uh, finding out it was not Snape than the disappointment that Voldemort is alive. I think yeah. Voldemort meant something to them right now. All it meant was, oh shit, this is not Snape. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. I wanted it to be Snape so bad. Why wasn't it Snape? Yeah. 
no but it's it's a really easy uh, thing to pick out right like if you're yeah if you're like a teenager reading these books you're like okay it's cool i mm. know he's acting shifty and uh, he's stuttering and everything he's he's the villain and uh, snape mm. is just a red herring so <laughs> obviously mm. it's like the the guy who looks evil is never evil the guy who doesn't act mm. evil is evil <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah and um, the quirrell just starts monologuing the villain monologue cliche stuff mm. and is like uh he describes the after after his high stone like gringotts failed right he couldn't get the stone from there uh mm. voldemort decided to punish him and the, he attached himself to quirrell after uh, mm. he failed to rob gringotts so i guess that's a time stamp there so to when he was possessed yeah. so i guess before he robbed gringotts voldemort was just there there with him like uh, mm. like shriveled and uh, like a baby i guess because his soul was mm. like ripped apart right so harry goes in front of the mirror of erised right and he he looks into it mm. and uh, he uh, he feels the stone in his pocket yeah and, and i had a question about that like uh, how does that even work like how does the stone come like physically like how can physical matter be transported because we don't even know where the stone is right so yeah this is a bit weird for me too was it wasn't always with him so how did it even yeah end up with him i think uh, dumbledore at the, at the end of this chapter i think he explains that the stone only goes to uh, the wizard it chooses or something like that and i'm like okay but that isn't really an explanation right <laughs> it's like does everything chooses everything like the wand chooses the wizard the gryffindor sword chooses the felix <laughs> you know the felix chooses like why does everything keep choosing things is there no other story for anything yeah it's a, i think uh, in this case i guess this plot convenience it just like she got to this point or jk was like oh god where is the stone Mm. it's like okay mm-hmm. look into the mirror and have it magically transport <laughs> i mean it works mm. out in the end so it's fine uh yeah so harry defeats quirrell by touching him everywhere it sounds weird mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah after after harry defeats quirrell he's in the he's in the what is it called madam pomfrey and dumbledore confirms that uh, statement that you said in like our previous episode you said like uh, the philosopher's mm. stone is like not the best thing in the world right because and mm. uh, he just says that he he says humans choose the precisely those things that are worse for them so that basically mm. confirms it so he also thinks that uh, the philosopher's stone isn't that great and i agree yeah after that it's just uh, harry getting uh, explaining everything to ron and hermione and then hagrid gives him like mm. the photo book and that they go home. Mm. So in this chapter I actually you know wanted to know the conversation between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. You know like how would one go to someone and explain that you're dying? <laughs> like it's not like explain you're dying it's just declaring that you have to die now. It's high time for you to die. Like how would one explain that? Yeah, I mean It'll be a difficult conversation definitely 
but uh, why did even uh, you know after these many years you just think you're invincible you know 650 years is not a small time you think you're invincible you know there is no end to you and suddenly they come and say like you have to end your life now <laughs> so you know one thing they could be very uh, you know relieved that oh thank god i get to die now that is a no that is not the correct way of thinking but yeah uh, relief and second one is you know they might deny dumbledore what would he have done then yeah what if nicolas denied yeah but the good thing happened they didn't deny but i guess they knew that they had to die someday so they were like accepting hmm. of it so that was good i guess dumbledore himself says that uh, they were like okay with it they had like enough elixir to sort out some problems and then they'll die mm. basically see oh. if if he really did deny would dumbledore go and kill him i don't think so i mean even if he did deny nothing was going to happen they were still going to die so mm it won't make a difference anyways because uh, i guess the elixir is something like uh, uh, if you keep drinking it then only you'll stay alive if you stop drinking it then you'll die immediately because it doesn't support you anymore and uh, yeah i guess your body if it's like 650 years old it won't support you at that point so hmm their fate was death yeah chapter 17 the man with two faces the last chapter yeah did you have anything else to point out in this chapter madam pomfrey yeah see like in every book madam in anything goes wrong with their health madam pomfrey actually you know is the first person they go to and you know she treats them the one can only treat them when they know the true cause of things yeah so like you know whenever they are in trouble or you know they go through something they explain things to madam pomfrey to get treatment yeah. so if madam pomfrey then and there goes to dumbledore and explain what's going on in this school half the problems wouldn't have arisen yeah that makes sense definitely yeah Dumbledore shows like a lot of partiality. Like even even in this chapter at the end, he's like, okay, and I think does he lead them Slytherin on? Like he gives the Slytherins point for points first, and he's like, okay, you're winning. Then he, then he's like, okay, no, yeah. I have more points to award. <laughs> Dumbledore <laughs> wins. There's a meme on that also. Like anything Harry does, it's like fifty points to Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this book was okay. I think my thoughts on the book. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good book. I mean, uh, for a young adult book, right? The plot, the characters, and the story were like all refined. Like, uh, mm. there are not many plot holes and uh, like uh, stuff that uh, goes unresolved. I mean, of course, like the mm. conflict of uh, of Voldemort coming back is still like uh, has to be discussed. But there are like sequels for that. so it yeah makes up for that yeah i think mm-hmm. this was one of the first young adult books that was like popular like like uh, mm-hmm. people yeah. actually wanted to read it and i think uh, most of that is because uh, the characters were so likable right you uh, huh. yeah uh, you like all of the characters that come in the book mm-hmm. so. see i think normally young adult books you know they show a lot of jealousy among friends or you know this cat fights and all i i think this 
Facebook didn't had uh, didn't have any of those things. That's why it was so likable. Yeah, I think it was uh, more rooted in reality, but it's it's mm. weird to say that because it's a magical world, but the characters were real, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, they had like real conflicts, like uh, uh, real problems, like oh, not mm. submitting a homework on time or getting detention and everything like that. So those are like real problems yeah. that people face, not like uh, getting jealousy towards friends and fighting every day. That's not that doesn't happen every day. It makes a lot of yeah, difference. I, I think most of the young adult books, you know, don't show this, don't show the real aspects of things, like how things, you know, actually are. All the young adult books that like I have read show that one person is stealing another person's, uh, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend. That is what happens in every book. Yeah. Like agree or not, I think yeah, that is what they show, right? Petty mm. jealousies and you know cat fights and all. Yeah. And I think people get fascinated uh, to something they don't have. See, they are pure. Harry Potter, like the characters are pure at heart. They stick together at a time of, uh, you know, a time of crisis, and also they're magic. Like she touched all the sweet spots of a young adult. Yeah, for like a. 12 13 year old uh, i guess they they're more interested in uh, uh, exploring something is that is not uh, the real world that you want to believe mm. that there's something else out there and uh, harry potter gives you that doorway to that world mm. i mean not every book is perfect I... and like this book isn't perfect so yeah there are flaws but the good things overshadow this so yeah I think the flaws make the book more realistic. Yeah, they do. More real to believe, and and this book not only you know uh make uh, creates a new fun things for young adults to do, but also it, it helps us to tackle the stigma around witchcraft. Don't you agree? Yeah. I think if this book was you know uh released somewhere um during the time of you know the Salem trials. Mm-hmm. I think few of the people might have been actually saved. <laughs> I guess. I mean, but uh, weren't some people like banned from reading this? Like, uh, some people uh, don't want you to read this book. I guess is till to this day, some people can't read it. I guess because of the witchcraft, quote unquote, in that. See, so. everything is it a, is a taboo. If you think that it is a taboo, like it's it's all in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is fiction. It's not reality. So uh, hmm. none of the characters in this will come out and eat you or kill you or anything. It's like, yeah, just... Even if it is reality, you shouldn't be so scared of that. Yeah. I mean, if this was reality, I think it would be a great reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be an amazing reality. And yeah. frankly, I would have been very jealous if I didn't get the letter. <laughs> Like waiting for the letter, like you see owls pass your window. It's like, come here, please. <laughs> please, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have been. I think we need to yeah, see, speak up to this topic. You know, like why would someone deny their child of reading a book? Like so fun, which is so fun. Like you, you that is a little mean, don't you think? Yeah, that is. And yeah. I think uh, people should be more educated than that. Yeah, I mean... Uh, when you when you believe in stuff like, you know, Jesus walked on water, you should also be able to believe in stuff like this. 
I mean, it it is a lot of hypocrisy, but we can't like uh, uh, compare it because we don't know. That's not our religion, so I'm not sure. Yeah, see, if every religion has their myths, you know, that is what uh, keeps people in their tracks. See, um, Jesus could walk on water because he was very pure. You know, he could. He, uh, you know, he was known for his forgiveness, and every god and every goddess symbolizes something or the other. and how do we symbolize them we throw around a myth or a very beautifully constructed story yeah. if you take in uh, in hinduism like uh, krishna lifted a mountain with his little finger why because he was you know he was a god you you can believe in when you can believe in stuff like this why do, why can't you let your child have some fun you know by reading something like this yeah but by so believing have... that a life is not what it always is like what is always you know appears to your eye yeah i mean i guess the the weird thing was like the salem witch trials need not have been like conducted you know because witchcraft isn't real so and uh, hmm. and like nobody is a witch right there's no like there's no such thing as uh, magic and everything that's just fiction and i guess they just they just got it, scared it is of- not yeah, no, I, yeah i think it is that is debatable because i know many witch communities uh-huh. and you know um, th- there are like you know there are few amazing podcasts on the spotify so uh, about like witchcraft it is not always you know physical magic you you, you don't just do a vadaka different kill people yeah it is more like uh, you know getting a realization of your own self you know i think meditation is a kind of witchcraft for me because it it magically takes away all the pain and all the stress and that that is magic and we should believe in the magic which is which is available to us rather than yeah. thinking that it's something you know far away you know ancient land or something yeah yeah i mean it's not out of the world of possibility because uh, i i personally don't think it's real but it might be you know spirits and uh, Uh, hmm. stuff like that it might be real we can't say anything because we frankly don't know anything about like we as yeah. humans don't know much so hmm. so anything can be possible basically so hmm. we might not believe in that but if a person comes to us and they say that you know i believe in witchcraft and i identify myself as a witch we should not laugh at that like we we should not be completely you know disgusted by this we have we have to learn to accept that okay they are a witch they identify themselves as a witch yeah so one thing that people thought uh, in the early ages right like witchcraft and they thought that people who are different mm. like if you were like gay or mm. uh, trans or bisexual uh, you went against like the norms of society i think they thought mm. they thought you were like uh, they um Uh, alienized yeah, you have satanic powers yeah yeah but <laughs> you are your satan yeah that's where like everything comes down to that right because you're different they cast this like mm. suspicion on you that uh, you might have mm. something related to that uh, considering all of that i mean it was a mm. big tangent that we went on but considering all of that this was a great book and i feel one more thing like uh, i don't think this book can be a standalone book right if uh, yeah. uh, this book has to have like sequels there has to be because uh, uh, it, it sets up everything about the big villain and everything so it has mm. to have sequels or it won't work for me uh, yeah okay so 
like whole thoughts on the book anything else you have to add and uh, yeah in india basically it opened a lot of doors a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. you know uh, because uh, you, you uh, like till uh, the, the 20th century most of the you know mythical uh, novels or the mythical movies um, i i am actually familiar with a lot of south indian movies you know uh, which think like that magic was always attached to some obnoxious music in the background <laughs> even in hindi movies uh, you know the like you know something that involves snake or something that involves something you know uh, typical amrish puri movies Mm. involve some obnoxious movies or you know a very shady villain a shady looking villain with the many you know yeah sifakans in the back or yeah some it was seen as a very bad thing and it it, it would have continued to look the same way if witchcraft didn't become so popular through these movies yeah i mean i think these movies showed like uh, to accept uh, anything like you can't say like looking at something it's bad right you yeah. have to experience it first and see how the people who are inside that community um view it as like do they view it to good mm. or bad so yeah and yeah. since we're talking about harry potter movies uh what do you think about jk rowling oh okay so this topic is on i don't want to go on but i'll, I'll express my thoughts <laughs> i mean uh, i guess when she was writing this first few books she was an okay person like but lately she's been uh, she's been weird so <laughs> i mean it's not good to be like uh, tweeting things like i mean the first thing i want to address is like uh, whatever we say here is like our opinion so we don't think uh, mm. anything about like so don't come at us like why did you say this thing about she get wrong it's like no <laughs> so mm. i mean like uh, the the whole like dumbledore was gay from the beginning i don't get it mm. personally i don't it's like i think she's just trying to reach out to uh, the community like uh, the lgbtq mm. community she's just trying to uh, say like okay i have representation it's always been there but yeah. no no it hasn't i have no um, seen all the books uh, seen all the movies read all the books and never once did i think that dumbledore was gay did you any time like before uh, jk rowling released the statement did you you know have an idea that dumbledore was gay no i definitely didn't because we in these books we didn't get his uh, i guess in the fantastic beasts movies right at least we get some mm. hints uh, that he might have like a crush on grindelwald or something but in mm. these books he has no uh, character development like um, uh, that much i guess so i mean we only see him through mm. harry's eyes like we're not seeing what he uh, what through his his perspective right so no i mm. i there was never an instant that i thought like okay dumbledore might be gay or something like that no Hmm. I think after she released the statement, you know, the, you, you know, if she didn't release the statement, you wouldn't have known that he had a, you know, you wouldn't have the thought wouldn't cross your mind that he might have a crush on Grindelwald. Yeah, I mean, I guess having a crush on someone and being in a relationship are two different things. So, 
Uh, hmm. Yeah, I guess that's different. I mean, having a crush doesn't necessarily make you gay, right? Like, uh, yeah. I can also have a yeah. crush on a guy who's like famous and is an actor. Yeah. It doesn't make me gay. So, hmm. yeah. So, and uh, yeah, all those like uh, transphobic tweets and everything. I don't, I personally couldn't give a care less about her now because. I think what she's trying to do is she's just trying to make Harry Potter into like a cash cow. She's just trying to milk it dry. Mm. It's like, yeah, just let it die. It's like the first seven books were the most amazing series we'll get. Mm. And uh, I think it should end there, right? Like the cursed mm. child and everything. That was, that was a really bad play. Even according to mm. me, who has never seen plays. So it's, it is, mm. It was really bad. So, yeah, what did you think about that? Like, Cursed Child and everything? Um, I am not actually familiar with the Cursed Child, actually. Okay, you haven't read it? I have never cared enough, you know, because if something ended somewhere, it should end. You should not, you know, go around moping around the past. Just let it be. Watch the movies, fine. You like the books, read, fine. Like, there is no need. I think a fantastic beast was also a step too far. Don't you think? I mean, like yeah, it yeah. should have ended. They they shouldn't have made fantastic beast into a movie. I don't think that was the right decision. You know. Yeah. They're just trying to uh, bring people into the Harry Potter universe. I get that, but Harry Potter mm. is like a pop culture phenomenon now. Like, who doesn't know about Harry Potter? Yeah. Not it's like you don't need to give publicity like after this. It's mm. not necessary for you, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the whole thing. It's like uh, Fantastic Beast, the movie also started with the Harry Potter style logo and part of the Harry Potter universe. It's like uh it's, like, it's just publicity for the other movies so you can make even more money. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's not that's not right. Definitely. I think she's she was being a little delusional over here. She's uh, you know, she is being uh, like in, in denial. Yeah. You know, she she doesn't want to let things go, and when people started moving on from you know the Harry Potter movies, yeah, the Harry Potter movies were a big thing. Like every household knew that movie. Yeah. You no, know, it didn't even need the title on the banner, you know, to know that it's Harry Potter movie. Yeah, now that you can just listen to the music and you go, okay, that's Harry Potter. That's yeah. how it's engraved it is. I think in New York, they didn't even put up the name, right? They just put, uh, yeah, they just they just put the picture of them and that's it. People knew that, and the release date and people knew, okay, this movie is being released now. Karkin. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. They didn't even have to use, uh, you know, the title name to let people know. Yeah. And all, yeah, she was always in the spotlight. She was one of the most famous people in the world. And suddenly she lost her charm. So, you know, she couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I think the fame got to her head. It's like, I'm making money mm. now, so why should I stop? But that's not the attitude, right? <laughs> you have to stop sometime because it's like, you can't write any more than we can read, right? It's like if mm. you keep writing, you you can't expect us to read everything you write. Not everything is going to be mm. good. So yeah, 
I think she didn't just want to let go of Harry Potter yet. Yeah. We can think that she is a delusional, but I I think we can sympathize with her too. You know, because who wants to let go of Hogwarts? I mean, I still look out for you know whenever there is an owl, I still look for a letter in its hand. <laughs> I, I seriously do that. <laughs> so yeah, it, Harry Potter is not the world you would want to let go. It's very painful. Uh, like uh, I, when I, uh, me and my sister were watching Harry Potter movies, uh, we created a, some makeshift wands, mm-hmm. and we we just wanted to be witches. All we just pretended to be witches. <laughs> you know, we, we used to tie up uh, stars around our neck. You know, like the Snape's uh, cloak or something. Yeah, we just wanted to do that all day, every day, and yeah. we still do sometimes. <laughs> You you don't want to let go of that, but yeah, you should. I mean, that is what is healthy. It is, yeah. Like, um, uh, I mean, you're using the same character over and over. It doesn't get you results, right? You have to move on from that. Create something new. Mm. You know, yeah. if you, if that newer character is good, that's great. If it's not, then it's fine. You you make mistakes. Mm. You know, it's it's part of life. I think. Yeah. Uh, talking about that, it's like um, I just want to compare it to like Percy Jackson and how how it did the best thing for that, right? Yeah. Uh, Rick Riordan wrote like one last book. Uh, he wrote like a spin-off yeah. series like relating to Percy Jackson. So Percy Jackson is not the main yeah. character in that, but that was the last yeah. book featuring him. And he himself said that this is going to be the end of uh, Percy Jackson. So he won't show up in Uh, anything after this and i oh. think and i think fans were like okay it's fine he's just going to bring us hmm. uh, more mythology and everything so that's good i think jk is a very uh, she is an amazing author like if she would have let go of harry potter and put her mind to something else i no we could always bet that she would bring uh, bring us something as amazing as harry potter if she really let go and wrote something it would always be amazing Yeah. Even if it weren't as amazing as Harry Potter, her name and her fame would have would have actually bought her. You know, would have actually made her the best-selling author. Even if the book wasn't good enough, people always expect things you know to be good. So yeah. if she even wrote flop book too, that would have brought her into more fame. Yeah. Yeah, I think if she she would have written like a second. Uh... Like a second series, like had that has nothing to do with Harry Potter. And Harry Potter, even, yeah. Even if it was bad, right? People would still look at mm. her name and be like, "Okay, she's the person who wrote Harry Potter. I might go check that out because this is not that great." So she could have gotten, yeah. uh, like fame through that, but she chose like the wrong way. So, I mean, yeah, okay. So, I think, yeah. Anything else to add on that topic? Yeah, I think that's that. Like all my opinions were shared. <laughs> yeah, it's good to share stuff like this, but uh, I also don't want uh, listeners to feel like we're uh, saying that she's completely bad. She's not. I mean, uh, a person doesn't choose to be uh, who they are, right? You have to. Yeah. It's just like a journey you go through. I think through, so. it, it, has their you know set of flaws and you know the set uh, i think their uh, good uh, characteristics and their flaws but yeah. the flaws are the ones that pop up most 
Yeah. Not that she isn't a wonderful person. Like she brought us Harry Potter. How wonderful can she be? She yeah. brought us a fantasy, a, a, a dream. I think that's the most wonderful thing a person can do. Like make making people happy is like a big achievement. Like not many people yeah. can do that. So I guess this was our discussion for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I hope you liked our opinions on uh, the author too, and just let us know if you disagree or agree with us. I mean. we would be happy to uh, share your opinions so guys just want to let you know just accept expect a bonus episode soon like after this one but uh, i won't be i won't be recording for a while because i'm really busy and i think uh, gayatri you are also too right that's why we yeah. haven't been able to record so uh, yeah so this was the end of season 1 season 1 was the first book of harry potter we'll see you in season 2 with the chamber of secrets but no promises yet because i can't keep promises <laughs> okay <laughs> so guys see you then till then bye bye thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode of book it to the library consider giving me a follow also turn on your notifications see you in the next one